I was so. just going to, without telling you guys, launch into Kiss from a Rose. Yeah. But, and just sing all of Kiss from a Rose without even changing the lyrics to be about the podcast. But then it, that's actually from Batman Forever. So that'll yeah, be when so we do... I was going to say, I don't remember Kiss from a Rose. Yeah. Yeah. When we do our Val Kilmer themed month, then of we'll course. do, we'll do I'll that. I'll be there one. for the MacGruber episode for sure. Yes. <laughs> Um, and that's as good a start as any, as you guys know, I don't really know how to start the podcast yet, but it'll either be that or something like late to the movies is this one. We found it. Good job. You made it. It's not really uh, the cadence you've usually had, but uh, uh, welcome to late to the movies. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm Ben Holton. This is a podcast where my friends and sometimes family members and I get to fill in our movie blind spots each week. I said blind spots. <laughs> I definitely said blind spots. It's okay. It's okay. You can't Movie blind spots. That's a vocabulary. I'm going to call back spots. to blind spots later, so you can't you can't edit it out. Oh no! Our movie blind spots. Every week we pick a movie that either I or a guest hasn't seen before, but really should have by now. This week the movie is 1992's Batman Returns because it's cold. Uh, it's like a very wintry movie. We could have done it for Christmas, but I, I always feel like it's. You know, Christmas isn't really the point of the movie. I just like we want to do something kind of wintry. Yeah, I had completely forgotten Christmas was like the kind of like time period stamp on it. Yeah. It was just winter. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's just cold. It's snowy. There's uh, you know snowflakes over the WB logo at the yep. beginning. Um, I'm here, Ben, and then the return. Everyone here has actually been on the podcast before. We got Kay. Hello, Sam. Hello, and Bree. Hi. And Brie, you hadn't seen it before? I've seen seen lots of clips of it. I probably have amorphously watched all of the Batman movies at some point, but I don't think I've seen it beginning to end. Just kind of like the the Adams Family values, just Mm -hmm. through time, have seen probably seen every single piece of that movie, but never all the way ago. Yeah, I had seen the ending of it, I think. Not altogether, because I couldn't remember part of it. But like, I definitely have a very staunch memory of like, Danny DeVito being underground with penguins, just being mad. And I had no other, no <laughs> other Context, memories yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I love this movie. I've seen it a bunch of times. I think you're kind of the same way. Yeah. Right? No, I'd seen it. I like sat down and watched it probably purposefully when we were in like high school. Um, Cause we were, I was, I would have been four when this came out. So a little too young. Um, but I had probably seen it a few times whenever it's on TV, you, I end up sitting down and watching it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, so so good. We'll get into it a little bit more later, but first we usually start by talking about what we've all seen recently. Anyone got anything good they want to discuss? Pretty sure we all have seen Encanto, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we're yeah. This is gonna be the yeah. second episode in a row. That I know. It's like I don't want to rehash it all, but yes, I've been kind of on a Lin Manuel Miranda kick because I did Tick Tick Boom, then Encanto. Um, just loved them both. Yeah. It's, to me, it just seems like he really wants to finish that he got, <laughs> and he's yeah. just gonna shoot from as many as many guns as he's got until he gets it. Yeah, yeah, it sounds about right. And you saw Encanto too, obviously. Yeah, I watched it. It's probably in my top like favorite Disney movies now. I'm loving all the more Latino uh, representations mm-hmm. in Disney movies because yeah. we were starved of it forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was wonderful to see. And did you see there is I this is just something I just just saw so it's on top of mind but there was um a little boy he's like two and he looked just like Antonio yes. oh, oh my and goodness. it's like the cutest little like there was like a GMA segment that mm-hmm. they did with him and they gave him a free trip to Disney and I was like he, yes good yeah he was so <laughs> excited to see someone that looked like him yeah. like in a cartoon it was so endearing yeah 
Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't know what that feels like. The last one is fair. I don't know what that feels like. I'm just a white man. <laughs> I don't think there's been a lot of Disney movies about white people, and I'm starting to. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I haven't watched Encanto yet. No. Oh, well, I made him go. listen to We Don't Talk About yeah. Bruno. It's so. That's okay. Uh, you saw Confessions of a Teenager, or not Teenager, uh, Confessions no, of a Shopaholic. I did finally watch that. It was... Isla Fisher. Oh my God. It was, it was great. It was, I don't know how I missed that movie, like when I was younger, because it was definitely in like that Disney, like super cutesy, like with a really cute, like romantic lead and it all works out in the end kind of movie. Mm-hmm. That was like 13 uh, going on 30, like that whole yeah. realm of time. Yeah. The Lindsay Lohan movies yep. from back in the day. Like, I don't know how I missed it, but I could have, if that, if I had seen that as a kid, I definitely would have um, put, probably put that in like my comfort movies, like yeah. my Mean Girls, my Easy A, my uh, Princess House Diaries. Like ones, oh, Princess yeah. Diaries yeah. for sure. <laughs> Um, but I watched it and I loved it and I'm definitely going to end up rewatching it at least a couple times a year. That's one of my favorites and I always forget about it, but it was one of the ones I worked at the library all through high school mm. and they had like DVDs that you could rent, but no one ever knew that because it was mainly like yeah, old people. Yeah, people forget about that in libraries, <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, we don't have these and I'd be like, oh, okay. Um, so I would just rent DVDs all the time and I pretty much, I'd say like once a month would take mm. Confessions of a Shopaholic out. <laughs> oh, great pick. Yeah. <laughs> Baby Hugh Dancy, just uh, yeah. oh man, Hannibal jokes just flying through the years. It's watched. Uh, I was working at the time, like like you can, no one hearing this can see this, but basically like my back is to the screen, but I'm just making like this is my design jokes as I yeah. hear you Dancy just bouncing around in the movie. Yeah, but, I haven't seen that either. So <laughs> uh, also, we've been trudging through The Witcher, which I know you talked about in a previous episode. There's eight episodes. Yeah, we just, we we've watched like trudging. Three. Yeah, that's like uh, we're gonna sit down and pay attention kind of show, and we don't really have the time right yeah. now. Okay, so. yeah, they're long episodes. Yeah, yeah exactly. when we like when we're like, all right, we got food, we're gonna go eat, we're gonna watch something. It's usually like we've been. We've been. I've been rewatching. She's been watching for the first time Atlanta because we have that. Oh, that's uh, a good one. The new mm. season coming out. And yeah. Been, you got into Teddy Perkins yet? Not yet. Okay. Yeah, we're still on. We're near. We just got finished with the public access interview oh. episode. Oh, that's that an awesome. awesome. That's a really good. Oh, yeah. Price in the can though. That episode's amazing. <laughs> All right, we should talk about. Sorry, we should. We should. Movie. We should talk about the Batman. There's a lot to get into here. Um, 1992, Tim Burton. Technically not his most successful period if you're just going by money because that's his most successful movie, Silence in Wonderland, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is hot as hell. His first five movies are just incredible. We can do all that. Well, let's see. Um, he does Pee-wee's Big Adventure, yep. then Beetlejuice, first Batman, Edward Scissorhands, Batman Returns. So this is five, and then he kind of moves into a different territory. Yeah, he s- straps a rocket to Johnny Depp and yes. makes makes his money. <laughs> he did, they do Ed Wood next, and that's the vice of there. I mean, I like Ed Wood, but yeah. obviously it's not you know the same. Uh, I mean, ninety three, he's producing Nightmare Before Christmas, and that has a huge cultural impact, probably of anything that he's been involved in. Maybe hilariously, with that he didn't direct either. Like, nope. nope, big nope. man. I don't that's even know why, if that's, that's why Mandela I effect, but like, yeah, like I think everyone it says he Tim's Bur- Tim Burton's Name Before, Before Christmas, Christmas, and it's the aesthetic and Danny Elfman's the singing yep. voice in it. So yep. you mm-hmm. just assume, but uh, but yeah, so Tim Burton really hot at this point makes this movie. So we can put a minute on the clock. One of you guys, since you're newer, who wants to do the plot of Batman Returns? All right. 
Um, when's the when's the clock? Uh, ready? Yep. Go. All right. So uh, there's a family of rich people called the Cobblepots, and they have a son that's not to their liking. They throw him in the icy water for no reason. Uh, he gets raised by penguins, as you do, and uh, he becomes uh, kind of like an underground monster recluse. And uh, turns out also uh, the the mayor of Gotham is being kind of like strong armed by Christopher Walken, and he's a bad guy. Yep. And uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's got a bad time having being the secretary for him. And she, uh, Christopher Walken tries to kill Pfeiffer. Uh, Pfeiffer becomes Catwoman because the cat's resurrector. <laughs> and uh, then um, the, the Batman's there and he's moody. And then he tries to get it like it's like oh him and Pfeiffer maybe. And it's like no Pfeiffer tries to kill Walken. Uh, Walken Walken tries to kill Pfeiffer. Uh, the Penguin's there trying to become the mayor, and then he's just trying to kill all the firstborn children of Gotham. Yep. And then somehow all Ten of seconds. them die besides Batman and Catwoman, maybe. And that's a uh, Batman return. <laughs> nice, fifty-five seconds. Good job. Nice. Um, so let's get into it. I think Michael Keaton doesn't have a line until about thirty-five minutes into the Legitimately, movie. Legitimately, <laughs> I marked it thirty-five. Hey, oh, wow. yeah. Nice. He's in. He's he doesn't show up until about thirteen minutes in. Mm. He's in the Batman costume at 15 minutes for like a little bit. Then he's not in the Batman costume again until 55 minutes in. So he's very briefly Batman in the first hour. I don't know if it's the first thing we want to talk about, but the pacing in this movie is all over the place. It's it's great. So famously, Michael Keaton hates the Batman costume, even though he's putting it on again in two different things this year, 2022. Yeah, I was telling Ben, I Googled, like, what is this costume made out of, uh-huh. basically? Because I was just like, this is not, just, just why would this rubber. be the choice? Yeah. And that's literally what it is. Yeah. But it all that came up was that he's wearing the exact same costume in The Flash, oh, and it's okay. the same one, like, oh. from the... Batman Returns. Well, you and see that he, scene where, like, he has, like, 50 of yeah, them. Yeah, so they had like, so many. They just kind of had But, like, he mentions that he still fits in it, and I think the quote that they kept quoting him on was that he's still as felt as ever. <laughs> like, his <laughs> <story> <laughs> quote. I was good like, for good for you, Keaton. Yeah. Yeah, you you forget that Keaton was a comedy guy yeah. originally. <laughs> um, but, but he's... Yeah. yeah. So he hates the Batman costume. Tim Burton maybe has superhero-itis and doesn't want to make another superhero movie. <laughs> yep. And so Batman's in like two scenes in the first hour of this movie. Um, and it's really a lot of Cobblepot and a lot of uh, Selena Kyle. Yeah. It's yeah, good stuff. Wasn't a lot of Batman in a Batman movie. Which, no. Nope. <laughs> yep. When, when he does show up, he can't move yeah. his neck. So he kind of just stands yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And we watched, we watched the first one last night just to yeah. kind of, you know, like yeah, get a quick sure. refresher. The, the Jack like, one. Yeah. They put a lot of emphasis on Joker in the first one. Like it's really Jack Nicholson as the Joker driving that movie. And then on this one, like we were talking about it as it was going on. I was like, I feel like they got like four plots going on and they're not even sure which one's their like a plot. Like it feels like at the end of the day, cobble pots the top one but it's real tough i feel like it's a very burton thing yeah Yeah, that's that's fair i was gonna say it's either cobble pot or selena kyle it's not it's not not batman's journey just kind of looking back at like what is interesting to tim burton like coming off of like edward scissorhands would be the sort of kind of cobble pot like yeah like the as sam put it the monster recluse that's Mm -hmm. in the sewers like (laughs) that's gonna be far more interesting yeah to put it you know, to go from a largely sympathetic thing that people misunderstand to a thing that a guy who people misunderstand to be sympathetic and yeah. turns out to be a monster to the yeah. people of Gotham. Yeah, I um yeah, that's that's a really good thought. 
I don't have anything to add. <laughs> <laughs> Just for, as the pacing, that one thing that I did notice when and I mentioned to Ben is there's like a full, just like the credits take so long mm. and it's just like the basket of the, with the baby in it just yeah. floating down the thing and it's just going on and I'm like, this is like, movies don't do that anymore. Wow. Like yeah. that just took a while yeah. and then the, um there was one slide, like one credit thing that came up that was specifically for the Penguins makeup team and I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool because that does seem like that would have been right far more yeah. Tasking. <laughs> yeah, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito said four and a half hours, I think. For yeah, a, that uh, sounds about right. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah, because um, I looked up like a lot it's, about it's teeth too. Which the, is, yeah, oh, he's yeah. upper and lower, and it was like the goo that's like mm. in his mouth, and then like the face, the bodysuit, all of the hair. Because they had to do, <laughs> they moved his hairline back, and then mm. had to like make the hair look gross too. And, yeah. Yeah, so the people who did it were nominated for an Oscar. It was oh, wow. mainly Stan Winstead was like the creator of it, but V. Neal is the one who actually applied it. And she's the one who also was like Ed Wood and she did uh, uh, Edward Scissorhands with Stan Winstead and stuff. So it's like the team that kind of goes through all of, all of his Burton-esque things. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it's in front of me, but I think it's a Burton thing that he has a team and he likes yeah. working with his team. Mm -hmm. I think the thing that sticks out about this movie is you know, the characters, the performances, specifically DeVito and Pfeiffer. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Who do you want to talk about first? Well, my first, my first note that I wrote down was, oh, ah, so we're hiding Michelle Pfeiffer at the beginning because she's got, <laughs> well, she's she's got the, glasses, the glasses on. on her her hair's on. One lock of hair in her face. <laughs> no, she's just no the worst day. Yeah, the, the fact that she still is very obviously Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And just like they just have her wear brown. Yeah. Is uh, it feels like a Burton kind of silly making fun of that trope. In yeah, movies. definitely. Yeah. He, like, he knew what he was doing. You can't hide Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> That's what I was saying. It's you like can. she very clearly only has like very minimal makeup on. Yeah. And she's yeah. still super attractive. Like yeah. you can't <laughs> hide her. <laughs> no. Yeah. But those glasses. Yeah. Oh, the glasses. The pulled up hair and the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what was uh, the um the energy I said was uh she's got like goth theater girl energy up yeah. to like eleven for like when she's Catwoman specifically mm -hmm. like oh, yeah. that is just like but even before that like her just kind of banter to herself mm. is so good because it's like kind of laying the foundation for like oh she's a little bit like a little bit angry underneath yeah. everything that's happening of like where the guy like gets like knocked out by Batman and she just like immediately like looks at Batman and then like kicks him as hard as she can and then like, looks back at Batman and then starts doing her like yeah. banter to him. Yeah, I, I see people on Twitter all the time posting the part where she, you know, honey, I'm home. Oh, right, I'm not married. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a good I love that. Yeah, it's just perfect. Um, her whole apartment being like pink and she has dollhouses and mm -hmm. yeah. cat shirts and mm. a big neon sign that says hello there for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Other than setting up the the switch the scene, later, yeah. yeah, so funny. Um, yeah, I mean, Pfeiffer's incredible in this movie. There's, you know, very few people who could have done that, or serious actresses, quote unquote, that would have wanted to go where she goes with it. Yeah, but, yeah. But um, I mean, it's just incredible. It's I have mentioned before. I say iconic too much, and I need to like put a dollar in a jar every time I do. But <laughs> it's really an iconic performance. It is because I think there's been a lot of other Catwomen since. Mm. There's not been a Penguin since Danny DeVito. So I feel like Danny DeVito is yeah. like the quintessential like Penguin. And just so head. we're not in trouble in the main like you know theatrically released live action movies. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's because like in Gotham, there's mm -hmm. a Cobblepot, and like mm -hmm. there's 
other ones, but I yeah. forget about Gotham all the time. I know, yeah. Um, but so did Warner she, Brothers. It's true. <laughs> I think they canceled. I don't know. But I think like, it did get canceled. I don't have a bone to pick with Gotham. They, <laughs> I think they tried something cool. I don't know. Uh, but for like <laughs> Catwoman and Selena Kyle, there's been a bunch of other versions of it. But yes. I feel like. She is the one that I kind of think of first when I oh, think, I think of, of like, Holly Berry. <laughs> I mean, I do too, but I think, I don't know. I feel well, like I, I, <laughs> I feel like Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman was, it's probably because it was the first one I'd seen. Yeah, that makes sense. And it stuck with me like that, but it also feels like the most, um, not even fully realized because other ones went more into her backstory. Like right. Halle Berry's is a, just about Catwoman. Um, I don't know. It just felt kind of more true to the comic in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, what, what Pfeiffer's doing, no one else is really matched. I mean, Halle Berry at the absolute like peak of her popularity, probably not that she's not still a huge deal, but that's what 2004, I think is the Catwoman movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is not fondly remembered, (laughs) I would say. (laughs) Um, but does do you go through the process of her dying and being resurrected by cats, I think. Yeah. So at least that that's a point in its favor. <laughs> um, so that's 2004, 2012, Dark Knight Rises, Anne Hathaway. She steals stuff, and one time she wears glasses on her head. It kind of looks like cat ears, so she's Catwoman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, March 4th, I think, until Omicron changes that, um, <laughs> uh, The Batman, uh, the upcoming Robert Pattinson, Batson. Oh, I should have done Batson. <laughs> it's Zoe Kravitz, right? That's uh Yeah, Zoe Zoe, Zoe Kravitz is gonna be Catwoman. And it seems like that's more along the lines of what Pfeiffer's doing. That's gonna yeah. be electric. I'm like She really, actually really refers excited. to herself as a cat in the most recent trailer. So mm-hmm. they're at least I, I have some hopes for that being sillier than it's sort of presenting itself. It's definitely looking like it's going more into not camp, but mm-hmm a little sillier direction than the Nolan films did. So mm-hmm. Which we'll I see. I hope so. I mean, what I hope it does. Yeah. So it's directed by Matt Reeves, who did a way better job with the most recent Planet of the Apes films than anyone needed him to. <laughs> <laughs> Those movies are like actually good and they shouldn't, they really shouldn't be. Um, so I, I, I have high hopes for that. I really like Robert Pattinson too, but yeah, specifically about Catwoman. Uh, there's been a few different versions even since this. Obviously, I think what, Julie Newmar and Eartha Kid and other people have played histor- more historical Catwoman. But just uh, since the kind of modern movies, this will be the fourth one with Zoe Kravitz. Mm-hmm. I think there's that um, one of my favorite like satirical articles that's like my favorite whichever or the best whichever is the one I grew up with specifically. So yeah. like the best Pokemon is the one that like I grew up playing or whichever the one that came out with like when I grew up. So I feel like that could be said about like Batman's and Catwoman's oh, for sure. and stuff. It's the one you have the most kind of nostalgia exactly. for, for sure. Yeah, that's tough. Just like uh, buying a ticket in 2004 being like, well, this I mean. A freshman in high school. This is going to be my cat woman. Oh, gosh. Freshman in high school, 2004. (laughs) Um, The the only other thing that I can think of with cat women is the this is not a movie. So sorry for the movie podcast. But the uh, 
um, the Arkham Knight series or the Arkham series of video games, their Selena Kyle and Catwoman is like extremely yes. sexualized. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. basically every line out of her mouth is an innuendo, which is like another direction to go. I was kind of glad this was more like almost like an anger based. Like mm-hmm. you can still get the sexual yeah. tension without everything being her wanting to bang the Batman. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's more it's more of a playful thing than quite as explicit as yeah. the Arkham <laughs> games go. Though it's not like. <laughs> It's not horribly overbearing in the argument. <laughs> no, it's either, not. But, no. but I, I know what you mean. But the body <laughs> physics for Catwoman in that game are just ridiculous. <laughs> like, her butt moves in completely a different way than the rest of her body. That's like, true. She yeah. very unnaturally for the sake of being sexy. It's a tough character to nail down. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, Arkham City, you can, you can like, make her crawl around, and you're just like, well, Batman just can walk in this part <laughs> yeah. of the game. Yeah. I don't know why she has to be crawling. She's so extra in those games. Good it's great, God. but it's very extra. <laughs> Yeah, good games. Um, do, yeah. Should we talk about the cat resurrection? I feel like it's just sitting yeah, there. Let's, let's <laughs> so, so yeah, she gets murdered by Max Shrek. Uh, a, so Christopher Walken's in this movie. Yep. Oh my God, his hair. Like, <laughs> and you're like, oh well, and you're like, oh, it must be what the hair looks like in the cut. No, it's an original character. They decided yeah. to make his hair look like that. <laughs> Uh, Max Shrek is the name of the actor who played Nosferatu. Uh, happy hundred year anniversary to Nosferatu! <laughs> it uh, came out a hundred years ago oh, in nineteen twenty two. So um, he pushes her out a window after like a little bit of walking, you know, shtick. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, "I'm gonna kill you." No, I'm not. And she's like, "Oh, okay." And she's like, "I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> and uh, yeah, so the cat resurrection scene. Um, you imagine that Warner's was like. Yeah, and Tim Burns like I'm not making this movie if you don't let me. Yep. <laughs> Dude, like we're gonna have a close up on a bloody hand that a cat's biting into. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I guess. Like, what was that for? <laughs> it was such a long scene. Like, it was, it was unnecessary. Like two minutes long. of cats coming out of every angle and just attack. Well, as with a lot of things we can say in this movie, that's just what Tim Burton is into. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like this is gonna look cool. Just like uh, what. So the penguins' henches, who should they be? We're going to just like kind of yada yada a way to make it circus freaks. Yeah, like, <laughs> like really? Because I mean, penguin, it's not re- No, it's going to be circus freaks. It'll be yeah, fine. That's so what he wants. <laughs> the two examples, the two things I was thinking is one, which is like an in-universe hand wave thing, is that these are the same henchmen that work for the Joker. And they were like, we already kind of got these costumes. <laughs> and like, can you like dirty them up a little bit and then yeah. move it up? And then the second one is that Warner Brothers is just like, we bought a bunch of costumes for the last movie and we didn't use them. And I don't want these <laughs> to go out and not be used. So we're going to use them for this movie now. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm always surprised to see those guys show up and you're like, oh, here's the organ grinder with the machine gun thing and um there is a scene i always forget it's pretty brief but it's batman michael keegan going through you know old files and microfiche and looking at newspaper articles and it's about a traveling like circus that and he keeps calling it a freak show a freak show that is accused of like stealing children and they go to the police arrested everyone but they didn't but one of them disappeared and it was like an aquatic bird man. Yeah, they mentioned <laughs> that there was an aquatic bird, like an aquatic flightless bird man and a lady with a poodle. Like, I don't know if they call like she had yeah, a name. They, they say, you know, like, and so like, they're just man, naming like everyone that. that we then see right, in yeah. the group. So Ben and I were talking about later and it's like, okay, so that, does that mean that they were not arrested and freed or is this just so it was just like a way so, I think to like mention that they were a free yeah, show. Yeah, but and so then I guess the implication is that the the penguin's been 
traveling with these people, and that's why he knows them already. Yeah, but then <laughs> like, that doesn't really, I don't know. It doesn't it's really again. add up to the fact <laughs> that he doesn't have a name and is living in the sewers. Yeah. And has all these, like, he also knows, like, a bunch of references and idioms that theoretically yeah. he shouldn't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. So I guess he's been, he's been, like, splitting time between the penguin sewers and so the like, creature. Were the penguins, like, his family? Were, was he raised by the penguins? Well, they do observe certain traditions, but that's towards yeah. the end. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, there's funeral rites, but, uh, there are funeral rites where they the move them with their mind because yeah. they're definitely not touching. Yeah. Like, I also do like that the, this is, again, we're kind of transitioning to, more of the penguin than Catwoman, but like that the penguin has um like like actual like penguins, not necessarily as henchmen, but as his family, his babies. His babies. And like when you're looking at it and you're in nineteen ninety two and CGI is not quite there yet, but it's on its way. And you're like, well how do I get a bunch of penguins? And it's like, all right, well we'll make a little like water area and we'll have like, you know, penguins are in the water and they're on the rocks or whatever. So the penguins in the water are real penguins from all I can see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the penguins on like land are probably eighty to ninety percent fake emperor penguin specifically mm -hmm. but then they have a bunch of real and well, some fake but some real gen 2 penguins in there and then they just have like two random real emperor penguins <laughs> just like waddling around being emperor penguins I'm like how did they get emperor penguins to be in the no studio? i looked it up yeah and notoriously had... difficult to negotiate <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're busy union. all winter the emperor long <laughs> penguin union is just too too good um no, but we looked it up and it was like, I don't remember the exact numbers, but I want to say I it was, it was like, like 30 total real ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was like 10 or like five emperor penguins and then like 25 like Gen 2 penguins or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, um, it's funny, even in the scenes where they're mixed up, you can tell that there's, I just like the choice to make the fake ones look so fake. Yeah. yeah there's just like someone, it's just like someone in a penguin suit, just like yeah. crouching. And I'm like, all right. It's like very obviously a stuffed penguin that they can just move the head. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> now, I just like the choice to make it very obvious, like not to not do one or the other. Yep. Yeah. Be like, we're, the ones that any human interacts with are going to be very, very fake. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I like the penguins. Yeah. I don't like the penguin, though. No. <laughs> that guy's bad. I had forgotten how disgusting he oh, is. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, I literally found myself like having to like. Constantly wet. Yeah. Weirdly like, I just, sexual. Like, I had to like. <laughs> Oh, like the part where he's like putting that button on the lady and he's yeah. like, let me yeah. just get, and he's like talking about how like as a mayor, you can grope people. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't like, no one needed it to be like that. No. And I was reading like about like DeVito, I guess was like so off-putting that like on set, people wouldn't talk to him because it was like, <laughs> he was like just in character when he was wearing it. I was like, which I get, but. I think you couldn't not be just because so much of it is physicality and right. he's got however much material around him to make him a perfect circle. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, the, he's constantly like seemingly in like stained underwear for some yeah. reason. The weird long johns. Yeah, the weird long johns. <laughs> the weird sack they put him in. But yeah, but yeah the, just the, in general. The so frumpy. There's a lot of things that just don't make Totes sense, frumpy. but I also understand that this is like comic book logic and they're kind of just hand waving. Mm. Like one, why did the sewers lead to the zoo? Yep. And how did the penguins have access to the sewers? Yeah. <laughs> Two. So I think Why? that bridge is in the zoo. <laughs> okay. I think oh, the so they went to like the Central zoo. Park Zoo and like threw yeah. him into the the zoo sewer. Okay. okay. The sewer. The sewer. Do <laughs> <laughs> no, But why should that stream be connected to the sewer and to the penguin habitat? 
Probably not. Probably not, but it's Gotham. Also, so. why is the penguin habitat so far below ground? <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, lots of questions, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, Geographically, that, that whole set is uh, a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> I did like that they, as Ben was pointing out, the whole zoo was definitely a miniature that he just kind of like got his money's yeah. worth of like doing the like flying in and like zooming around and right, stuff. Right at the Very end, the last like Penguin Batman standoff is in front of, I guess, the set for the front like facade with the polar bear on top of it for Arctic World or whatever it says. But most of it's it's just miniatures, right? Because yeah. you're, you know, it's it, yeah, it just looks like Beetlejuice World. Yeah. It's yeah, and there was some know, of that in the original Batman too. Oh, for sure, like all the Batmobiles. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Batmobiles. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Good Batmobile. Best Batmobile in this one. I do. I, I think Forever ends adds like a really big central fin in the back. yeah so there's the yeah there's that like the the batman the batmobile toy that i had as like a kid which was definitely forever batman and robin era definitely had like yeah huge fin like it was much much more i don't want to say sleek but it was like a very like long like thin almost uh thing with a fin on the end I think my favorite might still be the Dark Knight one. Yeah. I kind of hate to yeah. say it. It's Christian just so friggin' cool. Very, very like, well, that one I feel like had the most, like it made the most sense. Yeah, yeah they it didn't seem practical. Use, yeah, they didn't just use kind of like superhero logic of like, well, it'll it'll fly and shoot things yeah. and jump around. And you're like, well, yeah. that couldn't happen. Yeah, one this one I'm like, it might happen. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that like, um, I, I love superhero movies. And one of the things I like about this movie that I noticed, it's like anything that I had seen about it was mainly like years ago. Um, and I'm like, oh, this is just an uh, like one back when like superhero movies were kind of like campy and silly. And it's like it's a lot darker than I remember. And I think it was mainly goofy because just superhero movies now are such big, like theatrical CGI like wonders. And they're super serious, like they're um, they're not goofy looking, whereas like this movie, like the Tim Burton ones are goofier looking because the, like the technology wasn't there. Um, but I do still miss like the campiness of superhero mm-hmm. movies. Like that's kind of what I'm excited for, for the Batman with Robert Pattinson. It seems like it might be a little more campy. Um, but like the Tim Burton one still like made me laugh. Like, cause yeah. it was just, it didn't, it definitely didn't have the intent for like a lot of the scenes that I laughed in, but because they were so like the technology just wasn't there to make them more serious. Like there are some scenes that just looked goofy by today's standards. Oh Yeah. And I think like, yeah, sometimes and he definitely got no problem leaning into. I was gonna say he definitely either. leans into it sometimes because yeah. like he knows this is a ridiculous thing, right. and like he also can see like this is probably gonna be hilarious if I mm. do this. Yeah, and it's weird. Uh, we didn't do this on purpose, but you guys have done you know maybe the two standout early '90s kind of gothy, kind of campy mainstream movies. Yeah, yeah. Brie was mentioning at the beginning of the movie that it's like both movies start with like this weird ritzy like. Like oh, monochrome yeah. family oh having God, a kid and having the immediate yep. opposite reaction exactly. to what to do with the kid. <laughs> <laughs> they do have the Adam's family's yeah, like, oh my God, this kid that should be treasured. And the cobblepot's like, eh, and he goes in the sewer. <laughs> in the <laughs> sewer, sorry. First reaction to the beginning. It's like, this is literally Adam's family values, but the opposite direction. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what if they did so. literally the opposite thing? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's very true. That's so funny. Yeah. Very true. Oh, just the side, Ben pointed this out and I hadn't noticed this, but they do mention that like 
it's 33 years later this happening. Yeah. So, yeah, that so he's only 33. At 30. most, he's 34. Yeah. At most, depending <laughs> on how long they kept him. Which is bad news for some of us. That, yeah. That's a, yeah. As I was saying, that's just what we must look like to Gen Z. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Um... <laughs> Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, I did also want to bring up like fucked up is what yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, it's weird. Uh, speaking of Danny DeVito and age, like it's weird that like Danny DeVito, I kind of was like looking into it, has had like three kind of distinct eras with like a almost like a break in between. Yeah, because sure. like he starts with like he gets Cuckoo's Nest and like Taxi back to back, which is like real weird. Like late, yeah. so, like I was talking, I've talked about it before with like like friends and stuff. Taxi. Like a TV show that started in 1977, just a sitcom. My mom's favorite sitcom growing up. And it starts the very, I've watched it, it's on Hulu, or at least it was. Um, its very first episode has a Danny DeVito height revealed gag. Like that is how old that show is. Right. Like Danny DeVito's basically like in a booth. And like it's a high up booth, and he's talking down to the person. He's like, "Oh wait, I gotta get out of here." And he like walks down steps, and it's like reveals that Danny DeVito's four ten, and everyone's like, "Oh, I you know, like just like <laughs> ridiculous that this very loud, angry man is so short." Um, but yeah, so he has got that, and then he kind of gets like the cool second era where he's like a character actor in big, like he's with movies with Ronald Schwarzenegger, he's in movies with Jack Nicholson, he's in movies, you know, like and they're serious movies, and they're you know they're. They're summer blockbusters or like popcorn yeah. movies and they're dramas. Like he's all over the place and he's mm -hmm. doing what he's got to do. And then it's like, and this is like right at the end of that. Like I think I was looking up, like he's got Matilda in two years after this. He's our three years. He's got Hoffa the same year. And he directs Matilda. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so he's like right at the end of that. And then I feel like in the 2000s, he just kind of like, he just kind of leans on it. He's like probably like looking in a mirror going, hey, I'm 60, whatever. And then he just hits Always Sunny yep. for yeah. 15 years. And, and it's just, just like fun nuts with it. that like that has been his like. Good for him. He almost yeah, just feels absolutely. like different people to me. Like looking at him in a movie and like, I know he's in makeup and stuff for this one. So it's tough. Like you're watching stuff like Get Shorty, Throw Mama from, from the Train. Like it feels like a different actor than the guy who's just been like chewing scenery on 15 seasons <laughs> of uh, Always Sunny blasting and doing whatever he's been doing. He is just like such a good character actor. Oh, yeah. just, he really kind of, yeah. I think that's probably why it feels like he's such different people, depending on like what movie you're watching, what era you're watching him in. Um, and it, it very much lends itself to doing something this kind of camp and over the top and big. Yeah. So this is a, from a very cursory look, but it seems to be in at least two credited in at least two movies every year between 1996 and 2012. Dang. Yeah, so many, many of those years up to like four or five movies. What are like the top movies? And it was like, like, let's say 95 to 05 run. Cause that was like one of okay. the ones that well, I was like, it's a bit know, of a lull for him. Um, for him, Matilda, I mean, yeah. culturally maybe space jam. Oh, true. Oh gosh. He's uncredited in men in black. If we're just going by like, he's just one of the aliens, right? Like the, Oh, here's the wall of yeah. celebrities that yeah. are really, but yeah, like the biggest him thing. He's in and produces Man on the Moon. Oh, true. Yeah, he's a big part of that movie. He's so. in and directs Death to Smoochie. Yep. Himself as Mini Me in a gold member. Oh, a great reveal. Oh. <laughs> hey, asshole. Yeah. Where Tom Cruise is Austin Powers and Kevin Spacey is. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Spacey is the villain, and then he's also in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I know Danny DeVito. 
um, as <laughs> Phil, <laughs> yeah. as Phil and Hercules. That's always That's what I think of. Yeah. Like that would be there too. Every because everyone has different like things when they think of Danny DeVito. I always think of him as Phil, so I think of him as a voice actor yeah. predominantly in my head. So yeah. maybe he's got, he does a lot of voice roles. Yeah. Maybe he's yeah. got four errors, and his fourth or his he third error. Yeah, a lot of animated. His movies. third error probably starts with Matilda, where he's like, "I'm just going to do animated movies and direct stuff and call it you know, like yeah. and just kind of." Matilda's like the quintessential one for me. Mm. It's just like that whole like I'm big, you're small, like I'm smart, <laughs> you're dumb. <laughs> and he's the he's the narrator. He's in his hat to his head. Yeah. yeah. Miss Honey, the Chokey. I was always gonna. I mean, it's a good transition <laughs> to get us back. Uh, All right, Batman. So Batman this is a opens dual his little episode about Matilda. Yeah. Now. <laughs> no, Batman opens his like uh, I'm going downstairs thing, and he's yeah. like, and it, and it's the Iron Maiden, yeah. and uh, he's like, to, you know, there's like a joke to Alfred where it's like, hey, you come in, he's like, I'll take the stairs or whatever. And I'm like, why does Batman have a chokey? Like, I know it's an Iron <laughs> Maiden, but I'm like, you know that Danny DeVito watched it. He's like, ooh, yeah, that's like, oh, oh, I'll make yeah, kids go in that later. Like, you guys mind if I hold on to that for a yeah. few years? I got a good idea. Got a good idea for a kids movie. Yep. Um, so yeah, let's talk about stuff that happens in the in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, really quick, can we go back to the cat resurrection? Uh, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, let's do it. Because I've been holding on to this. But Sorry. like, why? <laughs> why? Why does she fall from so high up? It's so many she awnings. Should yeah, so many awnings. She should have a bunch of broken bones. She probably should have had her head crack. Um, she doesn't die, or she she supposedly dies. Yeah. And these aren't magic cats. They're not radioactive. They just kind of start biting her, probably because she's dead and they want to eat because they're strays. Um. I just have a weird thing that she probably didn't like super die and she just got a really bad case of like cat scratch fever <laughs> and that just kind of made her go crazy and that's why that like that kind of like unlocked like the anger and stuff. Yeah. Because I literally have like that just doesn't make sense to me otherwise. No. And it kind of fits for like how she's acting in general. Right, yeah. She gets yeah. really erratic and stuff. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. I, I think you're just supposed to be just go with it kind yeah, of. Just yeah. Just spend the like, disbelief a little bit. Not it's that it's like, like a magical realism feel like I need film. something. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think it's because like the Halle Berry one actually gives you a reason mm-hmm. of like there's like a like ancient Egyptian like bast sort of like yeah. I don't know if it's I don't even remember if it's like she has like a necklace or like some sort of statue or something remember. that has a curse that makes yeah, her. But that makes a little more sense. Like there's a like like magic and stuff involved, but like this movie, it's like you're yeah, just kind you know, of supposed to believe some these cats, cats brought her back to life. All she of went on <laughs> one of them put its head in, like in her mouth. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that was yeah. her cat. Like I think like her black cat is the one that like sees her first, and then all the stray cats come Ooh, in. That makes sense. I don't know. I dig it. <laughs> no, I was I was fine yeah, with I'm it. Fine with it. Just, yeah, yeah. No, this is happening now. It's fine. I did really like that. After that, they did basically the same like thing. It's the same dialogue when she arrives back at that house yeah. and it's just like she's all disheveled and she's knocking the lamp mm-hmm. over and then she drinks right from the carton the same after voice she mails, like, yeah when she walks in and she's just like honey I'm home and then like <laughs> knocks on the lamp she's like that's right I don't have a husband and like does the whole thing again yep and it is absolutely iconic the like knocking out the two pieces of the neon so it now says yeah. hell here yeah perfect I 
I do have a note that says lots of stuffed animal abuse, and I'm not here for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so many stuffies died in that movie. It was very, very concerning. He gets a lot into that uh, yeah. disposal. And yeah, and also, to, I mean, this would be a fast forward, but I think the saddest I was in the whole movie was the duckmobile uh, meeting in un, an unfortunate end, getting uh, basically decapitated. Duckmobile, yeah. <laughs> that was an adorable little duckmobile that was driven by a monster man. <laughs> and uh, He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do exactly. anything wrong. It was an all-terrain duckmobile. Yeah. It was that duckmobile got to a lot of places yeah. and it was really it was basically like a Boston Dynamics robot yeah. like it could yeah. go upstairs it could float like. it was like if Boston Dynamics was like oh the duck boat people want something but we're really gonna deliver it <laughs> we're going above and beyond it's like wow we don't have you seen them before? They're not literally ducks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, what do you, you want for us? You asked for a duckmobile. I gave you a duckmobile. Uh, I'm trying to look at what else I got written down uh, here. The, the quote that I had in the movie. Yeah, it's like mad cow disease, but mad cat but disease. But with cats, yeah. Like, why has she just gone crazy? Yeah, I'm sticking um, to my cat's crash yeah. fever theory. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like what Kay said before, that she's already on the edge, basically, in right. this being murdered by a boss that doesn't appreciate or pushes her over the edge, as it would many people. Yeah. And I feel like there's definitely more they're kind of building into it of like even it being almost like a secondary personality mm -hmm. because there's that part where she's as Selena looking in the window of like, and Bruce comes up behind her and she was mumbling to herself and she was going, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. Is like the line she says like to herself. And I was like, I don't know if this is like a two-faced sort of situation that like there's you another think she's a split personality. I don't know. <laughs> she's doing it. It's a Gollum I don't think she was, situation. but I think it was just kind of reinforcing the like she's out of control mm -hmm. sort of. Yeah. Yeah. He also gets shot a lot. He like the weird nine lives thing that like kind of comes back. Yeah. And, but I mean, also, I don't know how much she's getting shot because bullets don't actually exist in that universe. Guns just go bang. <laughs> and then like people are just like, oh, but there's no actual <laughs> bullet wounds or anything. Yeah. So. Very minimal would blood. not have stopped the bullets. No. I think he has, like, I don't think they ever show it, but I do think. I would assume that someone like him would have like a bulletproof vest like yeah. under the He's bat suit. He's got bat abs, so there's bat at least abs, that. Yeah. Yeah, bat abs. <laughs> no nipples yet though. That's, no, next, that's, that's next a movie. Um, uh, that's the next one. They retro they record scratch a CD in this movie at one I, point. Oh my goodness! <laughs> that's not how CDs <laughs> work. <laughs> that wouldn't help. Uh, there's a there's a big band version of you can't touch this in. Uh, oh my god! In the big yeah, corporate perfectly ball. timed. I also have a theory that um. This is around the time that people stopped doing gags with like throwing tomatoes and stuff and like exit speeches because because Penguin has the line they're throwing you know food at him and he goes why would people bring like tomatoes and eggs like to a speech yeah and, like, it's, it's funny because like, Kay literally we were sitting there watching and Kay goes like why do these people just have tomatoes and it cuts to the video and goes like oh, so why does someone always bring tomatoes and eggs to political speeches yeah. and I think that that's like a trope that was like well worn and like especially cartoons like Looney oh, yeah. Tunes and stuff oh yeah. But like it almost feels like I don't think I've seen a more recent reference to that happening now yeah, since. So like it. I wonder if they it. were just yeah. like, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Um, something that just with the Catwoman like whip, the part that I had seen the clip before of like the just like yeah. photo, no, the um, video of like her on set doing that practically mm -hmm. in the store where she knocks the heads off the mannequins and then skipping away. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that was like in something she actually did. But seeing it like in the movie after all this time, it's still super freaking impressive. Oh yeah, that Michelle Pfeiffer was that good with a whip. And <laughs> yeah, the whips are not easy strange. to manipulate. Because yeah. in the movie, it's kind of cut to not look like she's doing it and not like it all happened at the same time. But 
that's a pretty easily findable clip yeah. online from, you know, behind someone's shooting it that was on set, but not the, you know, in camera view of her just doing them all practically yeah. all four in a row. Just in a row, does yeah. the whole like whips it around her head for the last one and then just skips away with it. So good. <laughs> yeah. But, and her and Keaton's dynamic is so good. Mm-hmm. And I really, really loved the line where she was at his house and she goes, girlfriend? And he goes, sure. And, like, <laughs> and he's like, oh, wait, like, oh, you mean like, do I have a girlfriend? And I was like, oh, that's adorable, Keaton. Uh, <laughs> he has a thing for blondes. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the uh, I like the line when they both find out each other, like they repeat the mistletoe line, which is like the the like glass break for them realizing like, oh, crap, you're the other, you know, like that you're a cat woman, you're Batman. So good. It is. And then Selena Kyle's first reaction is, oh, do we have to fight each other now? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Says it. Like, it's a yeah. really good it's line. So, for just like That scene, I think, and, and what I said to Kay is, I don't know, that might be my favorite scene in a superhero movie that isn't like superhero action. Mm-hmm. And my other contender is Michael Keaton and Tom Holland driving to homecoming in Spider-Man homecoming. Oh, yeah. man. He was such a good, vulture. I forgot about and it's that. The same and it's, thing and it's the same thing. Yep. They figure out who each other are uh, like him opening. Uh, I forgot about, I don't want to go on tangent, but I completely forgot about that scene until now when he opens up the door for prom and it's just like snap yep. bang right yeah. there. And that's it. The acting is so well done there and it's just, kind of really really interesting that it's the same dynamic in the spider-man of them figuring out who the other person is and then having to kind of hide that reaction one because they're in public and then the other because his daughter's there and she doesn't know who either of them are in the uh spider-man homecoming one I don't know. Just is a really good scene. Yeah. To me, I think it's a three-way tie between those two scenes and the time that Paul Rudd says that's America's ass in uh, <laughs> Avengers. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, it it doesn't qualify because it comes at the end of a fight. But the the punchline to the Cap versus Cap fight where he says yeah. that is America's ass. Yeah. <laughs> that um, is America's to get back to get back in. Um, this is kind of a heavier topic, but. Uh, a lot of cops shooting people in 1992. Yeah. Uh, there's the scene where Batman gets framed, and then Gordon, Jim Gordon, probably because he was contractually the actor was contractually obligated to the only one, <laughs> the only one in the in the four Burton Schumacher. Well, what about uh, Alfred? Was in all four, wasn't he? Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it might just be the two of them. I think it's the two of them. But like his like one of his only lines is just saying "Don't shoot," and as he was saying "shoot," gets interrupted by his policeman shooting Batman. Yeah. So like then he like shoot him knocks off the, the roof. guns down. Like, Hold your yeah. fuck. <laughs> feels weird. It feels like a very. It feels like perhaps like not do like social political commentary, but like it feels like 1992 was probably the besides like today was probably like the last time to really be worried about like there being police I violence mean, you, you gotta think who who would sign up to join the police department <laughs> in, in gotham, gotham. Yeah, yeah like oh, I'm what, to... what's your best day in gotham on yeah. the force right i mean come on that's true. Uh, you find true. pearls on the ground after Batman's. Oh, no. <laughs> this again? I've, I've seen this like twelve times already. <laughs> this is skipping to the end of the movie, but um, Catwoman or Selena Kyle? She's not Catwoman yet. Selena Kyle at the beginning of the movie gets kind of like cornered by 
a circus freak who's going to probably do ill will to her. And then Batman comes in, does a little Batman stuff. And then she has like a little back and forth. Like we said earlier, it's, Oh, you the Batman. Like it's your choice. Like, and he runs away and she finds the taser and just tases the guy real quick. and has like a little, Ooh, okay, I'll keep this. And then the taser is not shown. The taser is not used for like, Oh, like the what 110 movie. minutes yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah, like, about that, yeah and then she pulls it out like right before killing essentially killing uh essentially uh, well i mean <laughs> it we was see, that, he's very it was a, crispy it was, <laughs> it was a it was a uh it was a rude goldberg uh, like amount of yeah. electri- like electricity connection wasn't just the taser on, yeah uh going on to kill christopher walken and ostensibly her last or not her, her eighth life of yes she did choose saving the other one yes. for, next for next christmas for a sequel that didn't actually happen the it way that they wanted it to happen. happen i did also like in that scene that the only way for keaton to get out of the cowl was literally to rip it off yep. yeah. and you could see it had to it, like, like rip the jagged. rubber yeah. and i was yeah. like that's a bad suit then yep. that's yeah, a bad suit like <laughs> yeah yeah, as long as we're talking about the finale, that's also when I wrote Penguin Viking Funeral. Um, they, not that they set him on fire, but yeah, the the emperor penguins that are like kind of pallbearers that yeah. sort of just float him off yeah. into the four foot Who deep. Move him without touching him. Yeah, yeah that should have been sad, but it was just so funny. It was, it was yeah, yeah. I think it's supposed to be very silly. It's supposed to be dumb as hell. Yeah, um, yeah. I love right before Penguin dies when he sees Batman trying to like pull through the rubble to get to Selena and uh penguin walks over. He like reemerges cause you think he's dead, but he comes up cause they always come back. Sorry. I just watched all the screen movies this week. Um, <laughs> the killer always comes back at the end. Um, and, uh, he pulls out a, one of his parasols <laughs> And it's the one with like all the little toys on it. Yeah. He goes, ah, shit, I picked a cute, cute one. one. <laughs> and then he just falls over dead. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Um. Oh, we also didn't talk about Catwoman becoming the Jellicle Cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my same reference. And we're not we're not in a didn't talk about range. We're still talking. Um. Yeah. So that was literally you my did literally say that. Yep. It's like, oh, we're just going to do a cats thing here now. Like, I know it's big on Broadway right now, but geez. Yeah. Yeah. Just she just sends her off to the heaviside lair. Yeah. She wins the Jellicle Ball. Yeah, but uh, old dude just you just cut to somebody on the ground singing. That would have been funny. Just to just you know put a point on it. This will be just one of many episodes in which cats has come up. So I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that the, it's not really a shriek, but it's one in every four episodes. I'd say we talk about cats. I'm, gl- I'm glad it came up again. I did want to talk about all the people that were offered or considered for the penguin, yeah, which I sure. find nuts considering Danny DeVito just seems like when you watch this movie, you're like, Oh, of course. Like, like, cause like the story goes that Jack Nicholson basically told Tim Burton, like, Hey, Danny DeVito would be great for the penguin. Like he'll go all out for it. And he got the role, but that it was originally offered to Dustin Hoffman, which is like, I don't know how that would have gone. It probably would have been fine. I He's mean, a good do actor. you picture Colin Farrell as the penguin? No, true. <laughs> But I got the whole. I got the Wikipedia's got the list of people that were considered. Hoffman was offered and he declined. And I believe none of these people were considered. I think Devito was ended up getting offered it. But it's a murderer's row. Uh, I'm just gonna rip through it. We can break it down later. Marlon Brando, John Candy, Bob Hoskins, Ralph Waite, Dean Martin, 
Dudley Moore, Alan Rickman, John Goodman, Phil Collins, Charles Grodin, Christopher Lee, Joe Pesci, Ray Liotta, Gabriel Byrne, Alex Rocco, and Christopher Lloyd. So you can see that there's a. It ranges from kind of what DeVito's doing to we're going to do like a British aristocrat version yeah. of the yeah. Penguin, which is truer to some interpretations anyway. Dean Martin. How is Dean Martin going to do I that? I feel like there's a weird time period where every movie Dean Martin is offered role. Yeah, he would. Un- unfortunately for him, he had he passes away three years later. So like you're talking about near his end of his life, 75 year old yeah. Dean Martin just crooning up a Oswald Cobblepot like. Yeah, the Brando choice would have been him and he doesn't stand for that role, no, right? He sits in a chair yeah. the whole movie. He doesn't leave the duck boat. No, John Candy <laughs> and Bob Hoskins would have been fun. Yeah, I feel like Hoskins actually is... I, he could have done the same thing. Yeah, I don't think you beat DeVito in this no. role, no. but I think Hoskins does a good job. Candy brings him less sinister energy. Yep. Or maybe this is Candy's chance to stretch a little bit, and we maybe. don't know. You know. Uh, we all know what Alan Rickman would have done, and you guys had a Die Hard episode, so we don't have to go into... I love yeah. Alan Rickman, but we don't have to go into Alan Rickman yeah. killing everything he does. <laughs> John Goodman, same thing as the Bob Hoskins take, I think. like it's yeah. He would have gotten there. But Goodman's a great good. character actor, so I think he, he kills it, too. Yeah. Uh, like Phil, Phil Collins doing anything there? Is Phil Collins acting at this time? Phil is... Collins is doing aristocrat yeah. couple pod uh charles groden would have been interesting i don't was know Gro- was groden in that list yeah charles groden was in that list <laughs> yeah i'd like Char- in there. charles groden like i, just, I, I guess we wanted what... the sarcastic cynical poop on the ground again <laughs> like, uh, who's gonna clean this up groden could have been the walk and roll yeah i could have seen that a hundred he would have been perfect in that role yeah. I, I like I, I like christopher walken a lot in this movie but yeah, I that's that's tough. I don't know. I mean, I know. again, it's considered. That's literally like Tim Burton's like, oh, could Charles Grodin do this? And then, yeah. nah, like that's what yeah, it might right. take to get this list. So. Yes, it's still a good list. Christopher Lee makes sense. Again, that's more aristocrat. Like yeah. it, it shows you kind of how kind of, you know, not settled on a particular direction they were in the beginning. Not that that's yeah. unique to this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they were thinking about David Bowie for the Max Shrek role. Saw that, and you took the Twin Peaks job instead. Yep. Which, <laughs> um, I don't know. Everything gets critically reappraised. People kind of like Firewalk with me now. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it. Maybe we'll do it on this. That'd be a fun episode. <laughs> um, just see if I can get negative ratings. <laughs> I would have a good time. That's. I don't know how long this was part of an early draft or anything like that, but... There was a thought that the Shrek role would instead be... The Shrek role? <laughs> it's going to be played by Chris Farley. So I go, we got to say Max Shrek. We got to say his full name every time. The Shrek role. Um, so, he didn't have a Scottish accent this yeah, time. <laughs> they were thinking maybe Michael Myers with a Scottish <laughs> accent. No, no. The Max Shrek role would have instead been played in a similar function by uh, Harvey Dent instead. Mm. Um, not played by the real Harvey yeah. Dent. Placed with. Yeah. It would have instead been a Harvey Dent story. And then when Catwoman kills Shrek at the end, it would have instead been um, just like a mm. half like facial a scarring thing. Well, that would make a cool direction to go to. Yeah. And then that would have set up the sequel. But they never made a Burton sequel. And they kind of just dropped Harvey Dent from the original Joker, too. Because, like, Billy D. Williams was barely in that movie, too. Like, I didn't really understand. Yeah. Like, he's just, like, around to be there. Yeah. And then, like, they just 
I don't know. Like, I don't know if he was busy. I don't know if he was like, I don't like the way this is going. He also was like, he's a he's a fine Harvey Dent for like the smooth talker, but like he would have been a weird two face. So I thought yeah. like if they were going to bring him back for uh, for to be like to become two face, I feel like he would have been a, a strange yeah. choice for that personally. Well, Tommy Lee Jones is available, and yeah. he, he pops in <laughs> to fill in ably. Um, it's just funny thinking about Tommy Lee Jones's vibe today. And like, oh, do you want to sit in a makeup chair for a really long time and play this like kind of silly character? <laughs> I can't just can't. Well, you just can't really reconcile yeah. that those two versions of Tommy yeah. Lee Jones. Here. But also while actively hating Jim Carrey, like the whole time. Yes. The, the, the famous line of Jim Carrey going up to Tommy Lee Jones in a bar before they filmed Batman yeah. Forever. And Jim Carrey very earnestly being like, oh, hey, Tommy, like, nice to meet you. Look forward to working with you. And Tommy Lee Jones's response being, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the guy who wanted to be the silly two face. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Uh, and of course, we're talking about uh, the next Batman movie, Forever, Batman yeah. Forever, and technically in the same kind of series, if not literal universes. Mm-hmm. They're not as serialized or connected, but um, a lot of the same people involved. Burton still produces the next movies, even though he doesn't direct them anymore. Mm-hmm. Joel Schumacher takes over, and they're bad. <laughs> yeah, so so Schumacher oh. he he died pretty recently, and I revisited. Not forever, but Batman and Robin. Oh, no. And um it'd be a fun one to do on this one. Yeah, back oh, no. credit card. You, God, know. you, God, you don't don't leave the, the back cave with that. Yeah. Um <laughs> oh man. I don't know, but it seems like some people had fun making it. Schwarzenegger definitely had fun making Batman and Robin, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. He gets to say stuff like chill out. Oh, yeah. and then, <laughs> Let's kick some ice. Let's kick some ice. <laughs> But yeah, I was thinking about just to pull it back into the movie yeah. we're actually talking about. <laughs> um, the the circus freaks being the henchmen is just sort of a reverse engineered. This is what Tim Burton wanted the henchmen to be in this yeah. movie, yeah. and this is Tim Burton's vibe. And then with Joel Schumacher, you're like, he just wanted vaguely Haitian day glow hockey guys as yeah. the henchmen, <laughs> yeah. And that's not really Mister Freeze's thing, who is a scientist, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and but, he wanted. I mean, he his his was much more neon colored too, whereas yes. Burton was clearly much more dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's sinister. he's doing the the kind of like pop gothic thing. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. that is Tim Burton's thing. Yep, uh, Joel Schumacher's thing is um, <laughs> a not, shrug. Not as not as defined, but at least he was going for an aesthetic. I don't know. Those movies are fun. Yep, they're not good. Though. They're not good, but they're fun. Before we get into the more like big picture stuff there at the very end, that's not Michelle Pfeiffer's head. They in post production, the Warner Brothers was like, "Hey, can you put a big, you know, a pick or something at the end so we know Catwoman's not dead?" Because they were like, "Because we want to make, you know, a spinoff," and they weren't as serious about that, I guess. But uh, it cost two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to add the back of Catwoman's head at the very last moment. Wow. Um, they were already in post production. Michelle Pfeiffer was busy, so they had a stand in. God, and it cost two hundred fifty. It cost two hundred fifty thousand dollars just so they could be like, "Yep, Catwoman's in this still. She's still around." Nope. Then they didn't do anything with yeah. it. Yeah, money isn't real. <laughs> isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's just you know money. Well, the original Batman officially lost money or something like that because of Hollywood accounting. So yeah, well, yeah. yeah, this is Hollywood, and now we're now it's early nineties America. I'm sure they're just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're fine. We're gonna live forever. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't I don't know if there's anything else we specifically want to pull out. 
the the rocket penguins that was one of many times i'm like oh i hope they got rocket penguins in the new one yeah <laughs> but it's all good stuff so um bigger picture stuff what's who's your favorite batman let's just start there Oh, we actually were having this discussion yesterday while we were watching it. Well, I, I hope s- it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still think I like Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the Ben Affleck tired, close to retirement Batman. And I also just love uh, Ben Affleck. But I think from like a cinematic standpoint, I just really love the Dark Knight series. Like, I love goofy superhero movies, but like, I just really love how dark and like gritty the Dark Knight series is. And I really like Christian Bale. Um, I love Heath Ledger as the Joker. Mm-hmm. Like those movies are just great. The thing, there's Rachel. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Christian. <laughs> the thing for me with Batman movies, it's always like in Batman, all Batman media, is that Batman is always by far the least interesting thing about it. In like at least to me, maybe yep. not as much as like, like I know that's a, like a lot a big thing for like a lot of superheroes because villains are inherently more interesting yeah. and side characters are there to be personalities so it's like he's just the hero he's brooding he's quiet he's you know mulling over his issues you know like but i don't know like so like it really just to me like it just like my gut tells me christian bale but it's like do i just say that because i like those movies or right. is it like uh, i actually like yeah him as a batman i like him as a bruce wayne weirdly i think he really works good christian bale He's really a works very good, good bruce wayne. Mm-hmm. like i like the keaton kind of like recluse you know like yeah. not like like just very like i'm awkward and rich and i don't really know how to deal with it yeah so so we were talking about this that in the opening of Dark Knight Rises, you have the first, what, 30, 40 minutes is that Bruce Wayne's beat up and he's just like wandering around. How, yep. Like Howard Hughes, he's like locked himself in the West Wing of his estate or whatever. Um, this movie doesn't show you Keaton until 13 minutes in and he's just sitting in a dark room waiting for the bad signal. <laughs> yeah, with a turtleneck on. Yep. Yep. <laughs> he's, and, and like that conveys all the same amount of stuff yep. in like a five second shot of Keaton where he's just like, clearly has nothing going on in his life. Mm-hmm. Just waiting for that bad signal. Stands up in front it's of like, the aha, a purpose to be alive. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. it's like not even really a businessman like in these movies yeah. compared to like The Dark Knight where he's like super successful and stuff yeah. like that and mm-hmm. like constantly doing business meetings and yeah, like out yeah. in the public. Yeah, like Wayne Corp doesn't matter to this at yeah, all. Right. It's, um, but yeah, I, I think Keaton nails the stuff he needs to nail, the emotional beats with yeah. Selena. Oh, for sure. Good chin. Yeah, got a good chin. I'll just say you gotta have a prolific yeah. like chin and lips and stuff to play but, Batman. But the being the in the cape stuff, he doesn't. He just doesn't have that much to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. he can't. He physically can't move in that costume. Yeah. yeah. So there's not a lot Keaton can do. Um, I I I probably come down along the same. It's hard not to go with the movies that are the most like respected. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. A movie that was so good that it changed the way that the Oscars. Uh, number the best picture category because it uh because dark knight didn't get in um <laughs> so I, I yeah i don't know it's tough C- christian bale gets to do a lot as batman both physically in the fight scenes and uh like emotionally stretching too so yeah. uh, it's just i think uh, his, i think i'm gonna like pattinson though i think i'm gonna like pattinson too but i think i agree that it's christian bale is mm. my not even like favorite but i like like those movies the most. Like they're the ones I've probably gone back to and watched the most. And I also, I like his relationship with Alfred the most. Mm. And Alfred's like, probably like might be my favorite character. (laughs) I just love him. And I also love Michael Caine. So it really, really just, I I don't know. It all works out. (laughs) Caine's great. So it's tough. So it's circus is the new Alfred in the, 
I think the Panson yeah, one. Circus. I like mm. Andy Circus a I lot do like him too. too. I'm super. Excited. I like aging um, it down. I think, and I like the Gordon in the. Um, I like that he's a lot more of a big part of the Christian Bale ones, but yeah. I think it's going to be oh, really yeah. good in um, the new one too because yeah, it's. Uh, is it Jeffrey Wright? It's Jeffrey Wright, isn't it? Ooh, in the like new Jeffrey. one. I don't. I actually I don't, don't know. But I there's do there's like Wright, there's like a so. bunch of different competing. It's Jeffrey Wright in that because it's J.K. Simmons in the Snyderverse. Yeah. Back back to the original question: Who's your Batman? Christian Bale. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's tough. It, yeah, like I was saying, like, I want to say Keaton because I like Keaton, but do I like him as Batman? Yes, but he just doesn't do, he just doesn't get to do a ton. Yeah, he doesn't get to do a ton. Christian, Christian Bale never broke a piece of glass or something and yelled, come on, at Joker. So at least there's that. <laughs> yeah. That scene was great and unhinged, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, Val Kilmer's In the Kiss from a Rose music video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a, I think it's like two minutes and 49 seconds in where uh, Seal has like a little vocal run and then the music <laughs> drops off and it cuts to a shot of Val Kilmer like doing like a, a like a whip take. Like he's so shocked at how good Seal's singing. Um, and that's his finest moment as Batman. And then Clooney's got nipples. So, yeah. I mean, so does Kilmer, but people more remember the Clooney yeah, one, I guess. One. Because that was just so bad. Just everything about that movie was yeah. awful. The good mm. thing about Val Kilmer's Batman is I think it beat him down enough that like he just <laughs> his like early two thousands run or is even not, I mean through today like he just plays like either anti heroes or villains who are just really over it and like mad and I feel like it really nails mm. it. And I like to think in my head canon that it's because Batman Forever hurt him so hard <laughs> that he like yeah. is in like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang just being like the most cynical person in the yeah. history of the world. <laughs> It's like a real scarring experience, I guess, because, you know, stuff with Kilmer, Keaton is returning to Batman now because it seemed publicly he didn't want to do superhero stuff ever again. He made Birdman, Mm -hmm. which is about a former superhero actor desperately trying to shed the label. Yep. And, you know, other stuff happens too, but, um, you ben know. Affleck recently came out and said he hated being right, Batman yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. He, he mostly because really, of the director, but <laughs> he loved. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. But he he yeah, loved he the uh, he loved the script for the Batman, mm. but a friend told him if he did it, he th- he thought he was going to die. So, um, like he thought the drinking or whatever demons Affleck was facing at the time mm-hmm. would be too much, and his friend literally thought he was going to die if he made That's another so Batman sad. movie. Gosh. Um. Oh Ben Affleck, he's Jennifer Lopez again. He's fine. Ben Affleck's <laughs> on a hot streak, man. He's he just got nominated for a SAG for his performance in George Clooney's Tender Bar, um, and he also was in the Last Duel this year and was really good in it. Twenty twenty one. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I'm not like a huge into celebrities guy, but there is nothing funnier to me in the during the pandemic <laughs> than after he and Anna Darmus broke up. And there was the the paparazzi photos of like a crew of people <laughs> throw it like trying to throw into the trash a very large cardboard cutout of Anatarus. <laughs> the funniest thing that's ever happened. And the fact that one of them looked like it might have been Casey Affleck is yeah. just funny. Uh, the absolute funniest shit. They made an erotic thriller together that Disney technically owns because it's a searchlight picture mm-hmm. and is mm-hmm. refusing to release. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't know whose camp is saying you can't put this out <laughs> or if it's just like Mickey who's like, I'm not into that thing. Yep. You know, um, Mickey Mouse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Mouse. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Just give us that erotic thriller with Ben Affleck yeah. and Anna Darmus. It is that, hilarious. <laughs> I do like all the pictures of him getting Dunkin' Donuts oh, being yeah. just harassed. It's so. weird. He he was doing like a sad Keanu meme once every three days during yeah. the <laughs> pandemic. Oh, and it all ended man. up with him being in like two really well-received movies and getting back yeah. together with Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, yeah, he's he doing great. great. Um, yeah. <laughs> I guess he had a great year. I don't know. He's doing publicity like tour now. He's on podcasts. Mm-hmm. He sounds happy. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Anyway, I hated those movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what do you guys think about the new Batman? We've seen, I think, a teaser and a full trailer at this point. Uh, Paul Dano's basically the Zodiac. So that uh, Robert Pattinson... Um, is playing Badminton. <laughs> Zoe Kravitz Bruce is Batminson. in there. Bruce Badminton. Um, Zoe Kravitz is going to be Catwoman, and Colin Farrell is in a makeup chair, probably to this day, playing uh, the Penguin, filmed in Liverpool, UK, where Kay and I went. And as I, we, I don't think we said it on this pod before, so just real quick. No, no one will ever believe this, but after visiting Liverpool, we were like, this would be a great place to film a Batman movie. And I think within like a week or two of us yeah. coming home, they announced that that's where they were filming the new like, Batman I will movie. attest to that being absolutely true. Like we yeah. both had the thought of like, we were, it was rainy, it was dark, it was very gothic and yeah. like moody. And we were like, well, this is Gotham. Like this is where they should film Gotham. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a mix of like really imposing kind of gothic architecture with also being like a functioning kind of American looking city. Cause it's, I mean, it's the UK. It's, it's based- not, you know, it's not too different. Um, and that's what you need for Gotham, really. I guess it kind of worked with Chicago and mm-hmm. to an extent with Pittsburgh because they need them bridges and Dark Knight mm-hmm. Rises. But mm-hmm. anyway, all that being said, um, what do you guys think about the new one? So you already, so you were mentioning the the Zodiac thing. They released sort of like the full body shot of Paul Dano as Riddler within the last couple of weeks. I think it's like a really good direction to go with the Riddler because, like, you see past iterations of the Riddler and he's just a goofy guy in, like, a green suit with, like, the question marks on him and Mm -hmm. he's, like... Almost kind of like the Joker in goofiness. I was gonna say it's kind of like yeah. jestery. Exactly. Way he does yeah. Like they, so they definitely made him into his own like really creepy character. Like the Riddler isn't someone now that you're like you can like laugh at. Like this, this is terrifying. Like you don't want to like see this guy like outside in the dark. And I think pushing it across that line from just being kind of like more cartoony and over the top into right. like. No, this can go very quickly into like there's like a serial killer bent to what he's exactly. doing. And it is absolutely terrifying. Yeah, kind and of like the Saw movies. Like, yeah, exactly. Like now, like the puzzles are way more intimidating yeah. now. <laughs> like you like, need to solve this exactly. puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The um the thing that always strikes me was like when I when I saw Dark Knight, I hadn't seen Batman Begins yet. Um, so like I just, you know, didn't see the first one was like, I think I was just, yeah, yeah. I was just like to be like, this is literally what happened. Like I was burnt out on superhero movies because like early Batmans were bad. Like Superman returns to come out and everyone was else was like, Superman. I don't actually, the time I might be wrong there, but like, like that Brendan Routh, like Superman movie was bad. And I was just like, I'm not a superhero movie person. Kevin Spacey is the villain. And was also in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, 
But like Dark Knight comes out and like ever like before it even had happened, before Heath Ledger had even died, like there was like the reports coming out. And it's like, guys, Heath Ledger might have like just done the one like one of the best acting performances of all time just for this rant, not random, but like for this Batman movie. And like there was a lot of hype for that performance. And then obviously he dies and everything gets like tripled, you know, because like I remember, I remember to this day. Um, finding out Heath Ledger died and talking to my friend Mike Vaz on AIM because that's how old this was <laughs> and telling Mike Vaz like hey or like him telling me like hey Heath Ledger died and my first response was did he finish filming The Dark Knight though <laughs> like not a fun thing to say but like just kind of like yeah it's like alright well tragic for sure but like I'm just yeah. so freaking curious about how this happened and obviously what he did happened and then the, the discussion after that with my group of friends was like alright well obviously you're going to make another movie who's the villain in the new movie because it can't be Heath Ledger. You know, Heath Ledger has passed away. The thought was like, oh, well, maybe they'll get a new actor for Heath Ledger for the Joker. And it's like, no, they're not going to do that. Yeah. So obviously it became Bane. My first thought was at the time, like, they're going to do Riddler and they're going to do Riddler hard. So it's like I had, you know, like, so this is just basically for me okay. been like 10 years of like, oh, they're finally doing it. Like, the two main thoughts to me besides Bane were Riddler because Riddler's whole thing is compulsion. Like he doesn't like his actual character in the Batman lore is like, he doesn't want to necessarily like he feels compelled to give riddles. Like he wants to get away with crimes, but he wants to know he's smarter than everybody. So he's like, yes. I'm going to let them f be able to figure it out. But because of course, Batman's the smartest person in the history of the world. He always figures it out. And then you got like, I could see penguin and like, we're, you know, we're going to find that out too, because like you can really like, really get into the darkness of penguin even as batman returns saw but i am really curious because like we've been saying we have not seen a riddler this or any dark really any darkness to it it's mostly just been camp mm -hmm. from what mm -hmm. i can remember yeah the unless uh, gotham did a riddler that i don't know about no <laughs> he, no he's kind of suave i think like yeah. he's he's also in a green suit like he has like a weird like bowler hat i think like yeah. he i think yeah. he's a little more in the suave direction like not super goofy but also not like serious yeah I was gonna say the the Riddler in the Harley Quinn series is more Jim Carrey than right, yeah, than Dano. Um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah, I, I think same thing. It on the one hand, it seems like they're doing Penguin as just crime boss Penguin. Yeah. On I the think other hand, usually. why have Colin Farrell in that much oh. makeup if it's not gonna be a little silly? They they've strategically not had Pattinson talk too much as Batman in these trailers, so mm -hmm. I'm really curious. What if they're going to do gonna the... If he's talking, like, I think he might I be doing I hope they go Christian the opposite direction. Thing. It's really high-pitched. <laughs> <laughs> he looks doing... like a member of MCR <laughs> as Batman. I was going to say so. that if this was a funnier movie, <laughs> yeah. he'd be like you know, chasing down a criminal, but he'd be mistaken for like a member of My Chemical yeah. Romance yeah. and they yeah. like put him on the tour bus. The, uh, the eyeliner that they're giving oh him is God. giving me I so like much it. life. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I'm just... I'm just hopeful that he's doing his accent from the lighthouse and that's <laughs> his extremely weird, exaggerated, supposed to be New England sailor accent. <laughs> but I hope it's good. So um, format wise, we've been kind of doing scattershot just to get a base level, but now we're up to around 20 episodes. We'll be doing some kind of like theme months going forward. So um, this is where we can announce that February will be rom-com month because it is the most romantic and comedic <laughs> month. Um, and that kind of kicks off with the next episode you guys are going to be on, which is Groundhog Day, which technically will come out right at the end of January, but that's the closest Monday to Groundhog Day. So, that, 
So um, next week's episode, because I want to get better at actually saying what's coming up next so people can like, you know, if they want to watch in advance, I think as the last non-themed episode, except this one's themed to life, I think we're doing Contagion next week. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. I haven't seen Contagion since I walked out of the theater. (laughs) Really? Yeah. (laughs) I'm excited. It's going to be our first Soderbergh movie, so... um, what a weird pick for your first Soderbergh. Well, I have friends who work. I have a, a friend who not only has work works in like science, yep, and specifically in like health, um, but also has had COVID twice. So she's oh, like yeah. the perfect guest yeah. to have on. So, uh, so that'll be next week. And uh, and what an intro to to that. Um, your first Soderbergh movie is Contagion. I'm just still like that's still <laughs> this one's a by request me. from from now on. Fair, it's going to be like fair. okay, here's the theme. I guess you We're didn't sit down these. and go, which Soderbergh movie are we going to do? And like <laughs> sift your hand. Oh, any of the ocean? No, no, <laughs> no oceans movies. Um, and if you want to feel old, I, I have a coworker who is 25. <laughs> no, yesterday she said to me. Because we were just talking about movies. She re- so this is a, not just a 25-year-old, but one who really loves movies. Yeah. So we talk about movies a lot. And she said to me, you know, it, it seems like a lot of people think George Clooney is really famous, but I can't think of a single movie he's oh, in. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> and, I, fair, and I was just the, the Matt Damon at the end of Saving Private Ryan, just yeah, like turning just, into an old man. <laughs> Yeah. A movie I've she undoubtedly hasn't seen. seen yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the funny thing about George Clooney movies is that besides like bat, that Batman movie and like the Oceans movies, like, yeah, I can sit here and say like Michael Clayton, you know, and like, you know, like a bunch of movies, but it's not like, like he's been in a crap ton of movies, like in like, he's been in up in the air. He's been like a nominated movies. And Tomorrowland. Stuff. Yeah. But it's like one of those things. It's like, I don't think of like, uh, besides if you haven't seen the oceans movies, what is the quintessential? Oh, brother. We're out though. <laughs> oh, God, <it's> so good. <laughs> that I think that was like the only George Clooney movie I knew for a while. Cause I hadn't seen the oceans movies or anything. That's a, that's a really good one. And <laughs> then so I, good. I told her like, maybe just check out the oceans movies. If like, yeah. this is a thing you want to pursue. And then she was saying, and then this, like, I think yeah, trying to engage with it, but just making me feel older. She's going, wow, there's a lot of famous people in this. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, it's Brad Pitt and Matt Damon. They're was, in this. She just, yeah. Re- she realizes she's actually seen men who stare at goats and just forgotten about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. Is this-, <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy from men who stare at goats. <laughs> yeah. And uh, George Clooney, you know, doing a lot of uh, more directing this these days. Yeah. He, uh, the tender bar has mentioned earlier that Ben Affleck got, is now in an award-nominated performance in. So um, anyway, that's not exactly how I want to end. So February, yeah. <laughs> February is rom-com month. Uh, we're, we'll be kind of kicking it off with Groundhog Day, which is kind of a romantic comedy, right? It yeah. backs itself into one, yeah. I think. <laughs> but I think I want to focus on like very kind of like formula-based sort of romantic comedies for then. Um, and we're, we're trying to hit the big ones. There's only four Mondays in February. <laughs> so we'll get four pretty big ones in there, I think. Yeah, any final thoughts on Batman or movies in general? Because if not, then real quick. Uh, so I watched all the five screen movies. <laughs> this... No? Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, don't talk. If you want no, to say. Certain... Okay. Um, so just because. So this is basically the end of the episode because I don't want to spoil anyone who doesn't want to hear about Scream stuff, including you. So I'm not going to be too mm. spoilery. Um, I haven't seen any of the Scream movies. 
People really let me down by not telling me they're all good. I don't know. <laughs> you haven't seen any Scream movie before this? Well, I've this? seen all five now. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. But like, I thought that you were like revisiting them for no, the newest no, one. I've only oh, seen okay. the first one. I, did really, I don't like horror movies, but I did really I'd like I'd only it. ever seen the first one. Yeah, so I grew up as a big wimp in a household that didn't watch horror movies. So, <laughs> yep. like... We're related. Yeah. <laughs> and people are like, oh, I can't believe you haven't seen this. It's like, I don't know. Streaming's only been around since I turned like 27. What do you want from me? Um... So I watched all five streams this this uh, week, and um, they're all good. I feel like growing up and just being a movie nerd and just a nerd in general, I always assumed that the sequels were terrible because I feel like people say the sequels are terrible. Yeah. They're not. They're all good. So I don't know. Um, I think the, th- the third one especially gets like just shit on. I think it has like a 2.8 on Letterboxd or something. I thought it was awesome. It has... <laughs> Parker Posey in like 2000 Parker Posey mode dialed up to 11 on the Parker Posey scale. And it's so funny. I don't know what people don't like about it. And it's also about like generational trauma caused by old white dudes who are movie producers. And it's produced by Harvey Weinstein. So it's, you know, there's a lot of meta levels. Anyway, the new movie comes out this weekend as we're recording it a few days ago as you're hearing it or longer. I I guess you don't have to be listening the day it comes out. (laughs) And uh, first movie they made without Wes Craven because he died in 2015. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. It was really good, actually. <laughs> I was kind of surprised by how good I thought it was. And part of the fun of the Scream movies is the sort of meta textual thing that it's playing on that you don't necessarily realize until the end. Uh, the one in this one is probably the sharpest it's been since the second one, maybe the first one the kind of meta commentary. Mm. Um, it's, it's present in all of them, but and, and like I said, part of the fun's figuring it out. So I don't want to spoil what it is, but uh, if you're curious, I can tell you. Off <laughs> uh, and it's just really good. So I liked it a lot. Oh, anyway, thanks for being on the episode. Kay, Sam, Bree. Thanks guys. Thank you. Thank you. See you next time.